Cheers, boys. Cheers. Uh, I'm not a paid actor. Cheers. Plastic cup. Like a gentleman. Yeah. <clears throat> Welcome to World Football Talk, everybody. Once again, brought to you in the helm, Ryan DiLorenzo as your host. We got in the house, Quentin Volpe. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir, for coming. And uh, new podcaster, Brennan Ward. Welcome, Here. Brennan. How are you? Doing well, sir. How about yourself? If I had a, if you had to say right now, I'm doing well, by the way. But if I, you had to say right now, what fan are you? Because we know Q's a Chelsea fan. I'm a United <laughs> fan. Who's your team? I'm just throwing it back to Samuel Eto'o, Inter Milan, FIFA 15 days. Just can't get away from it. Love okay. that. We got a nice Inter Milan fan. That'd be a good debate between you and uh, Vincenzo. That I would lose 10 out of 10 times. Yeah. That's all right. Just talk about the treble. You'll be okay. <laughs> It'd be a good debate. But um, last podcast we did came out on Friday, um, March 31st. We are now in April. And... Uh, we had a good, pretty good weekend of some football. I mean, it was good to see Premier League back into swing of things. Um, you know, uh, we saw Man City beat Liverpool 4-1. That was a big, exciting game for Man City. Um, really putting a staple on their possibility of coming back and winning the league. It, you know, it really depends what Arsenal does, but... Uh, you know, they played well without without Holland. Um who scored? Alvarez scored, De Bruyne had a goal, Grealish had a goal. I forget someone else had a goal. I missed it. I didn't even see the highlights of that one, but it's a good win. Um huge to just keep the pressure on Arsenal a little bit. Hopefully they could uh drop some points and City could really make a push for it. Yeah, cuz as it sits right now, um Arsenal, 29 games played, 72 points. Manchester City, 28 games played, 64 points. So, 8 points behind with a game at hand. And uh, one of those games being played against Arsenal. So, they got they got to play each other one more time. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting uh, end of the season, that's for sure. I feel like uh, every week we say, there's you know, it's going to be another week where... Possibly Man City can come back and win this title. Yeah, we've been rooting for them. Kind of heavy. I'm not, I wouldn't say rooting for them. I have been. He's. You've been rooting for them. But oh, yeah. Where are the standings at? Right now, uh, Arsenal's in first. 29 games played. They play uh, 38 games total. 38 games total, so they have 8 left. City with 28 games played, 64 points. So they're 8 points behind with a game at hand. And they also have ten games left, so it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting uh, end of the season. I mean, let's you know we could do this right now. Let's let's figure this out because, I mean, other than Man City, um, Arsenal are out of every tournament, so we'll we'll do Arsenal schedule and I'll keep track of it. Um, Arsenal have an upcoming Liverpool game away this weekend. Who do you think? You think they get all three points? Yeah, struggling Liverpool side. Uh, no confidence going forward, I don't think. And they really looked exposed against Chelsea. So, um, 
I think Arsenal should be able to handle it pretty easily. Yeah, I I would agree. I think uh, they sat a lot of their players against Chelsea, which I found was weird. They sat Mo Salah, Cody Gakpo, Virgil van Dijk didn't even travel. Um, Trent. Trent sat. Robinson sat. It was weird. It was like almost like they were just preparing for this Arsenal this Arsenal bout. But um yeah, I have Arsenal taking this. Or at least taking a point. Yeah, for sure. You what do you what do you think? At least a point. I like that. You just think they take a point? At minimum. Minimum, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think they lose this game. There's no way. But also, I mean, you're talking about a Liverpool team that their players are now Sat, rested. It's possible. It's possible they they steal a little three points away at on e- home on Easter, the resurrection of Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, there was even rumors about uh, Jurgen Klopp where he's going to be next year. I heard um, Real Madrid are very interested. <clears throat> uh, I think that's pretty bad on Madrid's part. Really? Yeah, I don't think. Uh... I don't know. I don't really like Jurgen Klopp as a coach anymore. Well, yeah. I mean, I liked him at Dortmund. <clears throat> I liked him at the start of Liverpool. <clears throat> um, I mean, he might do well, but I don't know. I don't think it's a good match. I feel like a new environment for Jurgen Klopp could be a really good thing, especially with the likes of. Vinicius, uh, you know, Valverde stays, Rodrigo. Um, I heard um, Rudiger might be departuring, but still, Rudiger is there. Um, what's his name in that? Courtois. Courtois. I mean, the team is Real Madrid, is just their dominant team. Currently, eight points behind Barcelona in La Liga standings. So it doesn't look like they're going to catch up. Put in that league, but could see a nice Champions League run. Uh, Not against Super Frank. <laughs> you, you always say, "I." It would be fun to see. It'd be fun to see them defeat Real Madrid and get that uh, revenge game. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't. I don't see Real. I think Real Madrid are destined to win it again. I know. All right, but let's. Let's give the benefit of the doubt to Liverpool being home. Um, we'll give we'll give them a draw towards the end of the season. Um, so that you know, we'll give them one point. Puts them at uh, it put them at uh, forty three points end of the week. And I guess let's uh, let's mirror this with Manchester City's schedule as well. Um. Manchester City this week and take it home, take it on Southampton away. I think they secure all four, uh, all three points. Should they definitely should? Struggling Southampton, I think they're bottom of the table. Um, yeah, they're dead last. So definitely, uh, with City's firepower, shouldn't really be an issue. But who knows? Yeah, it would be a shame if Arsenal dropped points and then City did too. Yeah. I mean, uh, Southampton and Chelsea, the only two teams right now in the Premier League who have 
sack two gaffers this season. This season, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy to do that. Um but all right, I'm going to give them the 3 points 4-1 city. 4-1. I think that's easy money. Um so that put city at 67 points, Arsenal at 73. What is that? Uh 6 point difference. Mhm. Okay. And then um, the following weekend, Arsenal away at West Ham and uh, Man City home against Leicester. It's too early to kind of predict, right? I mean, you look at a West Ham squad lost to um, Newcastle today, 5-1. to one. I think they're struggling. I, they're on the Big struggle time. bus yeah. for sure. West Ham right now sitting in 15th place with 27 points. Um, tied on points with 18th uh, 18th placed AFC Bournemouth only up on goal differential. They're not getting results. I, I think we can predict these teams because these games because Arsenal and City are those, those guys. Both wins. Yeah. I think they both win. Um... I think it's good. It's a tough away game for Arsenal, but I think they take care of business. You know, obviously injuries not into the equation um, if there is anything picked up. But uh, for both squads, I think they both come away, which would leave um, Arsenal still up six points um, on uh, Manchester City. Uh, and then Manchester City has a Champions League game midweek. Um, my bad. They have a Champions League coming up this week. And then Leicester Champions League uh, FA Cup draw for Man City. And then they play Arsenal. So they have a lot, they have three, basically three out of four non-Premier League games. Coming up into this Arsenal draw, whereas um, Arsenal takes on while they play, while Manchester Manchester City plays Sheffield United in the FA Cup, Arsenal take on Southampton at home, and I see that as a, uh, I see that as an Arsenal win. Bottom of the table team taking on top of the table team. I mean, again. Uh, should be, you know, the table's pretty filling itself out and where teams will end up in terms of towards the top, towards the bottom, and more towards the end of the season, you know, those teams at the top are able to consistently beat teams and I don't know where I'm going with it, like. Teams at the yeah. bottom consistently lose, yeah. and teams at the top are consistently Momentum. winning. Yeah, right. Yeah. We're, we're basically at that point in the season where it's, like you said, it's filling itself out. Except for the bottom half of the table. I mean, it's very interesting where who's going to get relegated. The relegation yeah, a, battle right now is it's crazy. It's more enjoyable than... Who's currently going to get relegated. So right now, as we speak, there is... um, So from... 18th place, which is 18, 19, 20th get relegated. So AFC Bournemouth in 18th with 27 points. 
So if you were to say, all right, three points above, who has 30? Right now, from Crystal Palace, who are in 12th, to AFC Bournemouth, there's only a three-point difference. Damn. So so Leeds United have 29 points. Wolverhampton Wanderers have 28. West Ham have 27. Everton have 27. Nottingham Forest have 27. AFC Bournemouth, 27. Leicester City, 25. Southampton, 23. Hmm. So, end of the season, I mean, this is... Every game's going to matter for them. But at the same time, Southampton take it on Arsenal away. I just don't. I don't see it. Yeah, it shouldn't happen. I just think of the Wolves-Southampton game. Yeah, that was... 2-0. Up a man. Was that... I think it was Everton. No. Sure, yeah. It was Wolves-Southampton. When they were down 2-0? Well, Wolves were down. Wolves were down 1-0. I'm sorry, 1-0. Southampton was up a man and let up two in yeah, like yeah, yeah, 15 right. minutes. Yeah, that was crazy. Lost. Weren't they like... Wolves were plus 3,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I told you, I had the I had the $10 free bet. Look, for, I honestly don't really... Wasn't really watching that much soccer. Just threw it on. Look over, it's plus 3,000. And click, place the bet, plus uh, with the $10 free bet, whatever. As I place it, Wolves court. Would have been easy. Well, not an easy, but it would have been a nice <laughs> little $300. <laughs> Yeah. 30, 30x. In like 30 seconds, too, because they scored <coughs> five minutes later. Yeah. Not even. Yeah, that's that's fucking nuts. So Arsenal, what? 4-2? 3-1? Um, so... I don't know. Well, against Southampton? Yeah. I'd say... I think it's going to be a large... Yeah, yeah at least minus one and a half. I think they'll get 4-0 out of it. Yeah. I could see that. But they're definitely securing all three points. Mm-hmm. Um, then hold up. I think City has to have a game rescheduled. So it's going to be weird, but we'll figure that out. Um, but the, fo- the following Premier League weekend, it is the Manchester City versus Arsenal Yeah, that was my game. next question. So they play, they play each other on uh, Wednesday, April 26th. Man City home. You said Wednesday? Wednesday, April 26th. Wednesday. That's crazy. Well, it was a game. It was a rescheduled game. Nah, I'm have. pretty sure it was you during... rescheduled a rescheduled game. Yeah, right to like a Saturday yeah. afternoon spot. It'll be nice though, for me anyway, after work on a Wednesday to get sure. to watch that. Yeah. What time? Probably 3. 3 p.m. Yeah. yeah. Not terrible. But who takes this? I yeah, mean, but what's what? What do you think? The just thinking about it in a betting perspective, who do you think is the favorite? Is it fucking so close that it doesn't even matter? But Arsenal I think minus half a goal. Yeah, I think they'll favor Arsenal a little bit on the books, mm. but uh, not too much, just because City's firepower or City's uh, lineup possibilities are crazy. Yeah, like the talent. Depth, so. How are their defenses though? Is it is it going to be a scoring fest or is it going to be that a one nil or one one draw? It could be like a one one draw. I mean, last time they played each other, I want to say Arsenal won. Um, I want to say Arsenal won. Let's see, we could see head to head. 
And they play twice a year, right? You play every team twice. Mm-hmm. Oh, Manchester City won three <clears> one. <throat> last affair, Arsenal at home. But this was earlier in the. Uh, not really. It was February. Oh no, this might have been. Oh, that was Premier League. Um, goal scorers were De Bruyne, Grealish, and Holland. Mm. Saka pen. Yeah, Saka pen. Um, I like City. I'm gonna say I'm, I take I, City all day. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna say City get all three points from this game. Yep. And so that'll bring within three, right? Yeah. If if they both teams went out, they have right. three games until they meet. So right, yeah. As we speak right now, bless you. <coughs> bless you. Thanks. As we speak right now, Arsenal would be up six points technically because Manchester City will still have a game at hand because they're not playing. Yeah. In two weeks, they're playing FA Cup. Instead of Premier League. So, Arsenal's up six, but Man City with a game at hand. Following weekend, Arsenal take on Chelsea. Super Frank. At home. And Man City take on West Ham at home. Who's home for Arsenal-Chelsea? Arsenal. Arsenal. So, in that scenario, if City beats Arsenal, Arsenal loses to Chelsea. City beats West Ham. They're tied. Uh, if they both went out until they meet each other. Yes. They'll be tied and um goal differential goes to They're right oh they're so tight goal differential too. Arsenal with forty three, Man City with forty five. Wow. That's the closest city's been on goal differential in years. Yeah. They usually blowing everybody out of the water. Yeah. So it really could come like as we're predicting it now, it's hard to yeah, not give them the scoring. Because it might come down as we speak. If, what happens if they tie? If they tie on scores. points, it goes to goal differential. Yeah, what if you tie on goal differential? Ooh. Penalty kick shootout? <laughs> That'd be sick. That'd be sick. Let's see. Top tier entertainment. That or you just be... have like a fist fight. <laughs> yeah, that'd be sick. A <laughs> Last team man brawl. standing. <laughs> Coaches included. <laughs> ball boys included. <laughs> yeah, we have this really strong ball boy. We, we scouted him from the <laughs> UFC. Bring him on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Conor McGregor just becomes like Manchester City's ball boy. That'd be hilarious. So it says this. If any clubs finish with the same number of points, the position in the Premier League is determined by goal difference. Then the number of goals scored. Then the team who collected the most points in head-to-head matches. Then who scored the most away goals in head-to-head they never had to get to that point. So and right, you won off of like, yeah, right. That would be just dude. Right now, Arsenal's seventy goals, Manchester City seventy-one goals. Also, with a game. Why at not hand. just have two legs? Well, they do. They play. One. They play each other once. Yeah, each team yeah, plays yeah. each other twice, home and away. Yeah, but all that other bullshit. If they tied to that extent and goal differential, then they should just play again. Agreed. That, that would be cool. That would be that'd be fucking sick. There should there should just be a a, a final at the end of the season. Yeah, first one versus two. Yeah. yeah, that'd be so sick. A little championship at Wembley. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, I guess it'd be the Super Bowl of soccer <laughs> next because the World Cup is bigger than the Super Bowl. So like, yeah, you can't even compare the two. Well, but... so is debatable Champions League no. final. No, the numbers are like very similar. I mean, that, sure, that sure, happens but... every year. I can't debate that. Well, but. there's a there's a bigger target audience for Champions League. You know what I'm saying? True. Worldwide. So, right, but 
I don't. I could not watch a football. Or there's plenty of people who don't watch a football game all year, and then tune in for the Super Bowl. For sure. sure. A lot of people don't watch Champions League all year, and then they'll watch the final. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Just a different reach. I don't. I, I'd be surprised if anyone overseas watches the Super Bowl. Honestly, who gives a fuck? I think it's growing. I, I'm almost positive. Like before you know it, there's going to be an NFL England an Yo, English you, NFL team. You know. That these people are just paid actors. They're showing up to a stadium. They're showing up to Wembley with a Jaguars jersey on. And this is three years ago. Yeah. They don't know what the fuck they're wearing. Here's they probably got free tickets yeah, and a jersey. And a jersey. Go have fun. <laughs> like I get to get drunk and watch yeah. people hit each other. All right. They don't know what they're doing. They don't. They don't go home and sit in the couch and watch a fucking football well, American football game. Well, think, there, think about the time. time yeah. yeah. It'd be True. like two in the morning, right? Yeah. For an eight p.m. on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Be late as fuck. The like, Super Bowl too. Super Bowl goes to eleven thirty. No fucking chance. Nah, you're talking. You would stay up till like five a.m., six a.m. Zero percent chance. I'm, I'm sure there's some. some yeah. They're blacked out of a Guinness, bro. They're not. They're fucking snoring like a. Yeah. Like a baby. Well, you was there any? What was going on this year during? The, I'm pretty sure there was Premier League on the Super Bowl day. I think United played. The, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's usually jam-packed weekend. You have golf. Usually, uh... I forgot. I don't know. It's not Augusta. Fuck. Players tournament, some shit. Then you got EPL. Then the Super Bowl. It's a good weekend. Euphoric. Yeah. Question, though. Compared to where Arsenal City are now, <clears throat> in relation to the most points scored, how are they looking? Oh, not even... Mm. Not close. Not, Not close. close. No. Um, even with nine games left, if they won every game, ah, it's an extra twenty-seven points if they win. That'd be pretty game. high for Arsenal. Would they be at ninety? Ninety-nine. Ninety-nine. Actually, yeah, I guess that'd be that'd be pretty up there. The highest is like one on one, I think, with City. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it's too much. Too much to balance the amount of leagues you got to play in between in a week. Yeah. Still be able to maintain your your health yeah well that's why you know there's a lot of you gotta almost have a dynamic squad where you do have players that shut players down yeah it's kind of like basketball too where like they're kind of milking it where like they have rest days like holland's just sat is it for any other reason that they're just resting him i think they're just trying to keep him healthy for champions league you know the the games that they have coming up and that they recently played weren't that big of important games where they also knew that like all right we have um Julian Alvarez who can replace him nationality uh Argentine okay that's what I thought yeah so like he can come in play the Holland role but we also still have Holland who we want to keep for Champions League keep him healthy uh they have a tough matchup against Bayern Munich yeah that'll be great it's gonna be a fun fun matchup next week What's more important, EPL, winning the EPL, or Champions League? For City, Champions League. Yeah, because they've never won it. Hmm. And they've only been to one final. So who's left? Right now we have um, Chelsea, Real Madrid playing each other. Manchester City, Bayern Munich playing each other. That's one side of the bracket. On the other side of the bracket, Napoli, AC Milan. And then... um, Benfica versus Inter Milan. 
I fucking love Napoli. <laughs> Dude, they... Right know. now, Osimon is injured. <laughs> and they don't know if he's going to be back for the first round of their matchup against AC Milan in the Champions League. Mm. And they just lost to AC Milan in... Um, yeah, was it... Was it Syria or their Italian... I think it was the, the Italian... Copa? Yeah, it was the Copa Italia. Um, 4 nil. Yeah. Jeez. It was it was a tough loss for them. What league is Benfica then? Uh, the Portuguese, Portuguese league. Portuguese, yeah. Um, but you know we're not gonna we won't we'll scrap that we won't, we won't go over every game but um just know that it's possible at the end of the season if City do take the win against Arsenal at home. Um, it's possible that end of the season they're tied on points and it might come down to goal differential. 2-1 City. What, against Arsenal? Ar- Arsenal? 2-1. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here first, folks. 2-1. 2-1 City. I would easily make that bet, honestly. Bet the house. Yeah. Um, Subject to change over the next couple of weeks. Nah, just take a second mortgage out. You're good. <laughs> just put your house up. Get a personal loan. Yeah. You're fine. Couple of, what are you scared? <laughs> you scared to put two thousand dollars on the boys? Um. So all that stemming from City beating Liverpool four one. Uh, we also saw on the in in the weekend uh, Arsenal defeating Leeds four one. So it was a good win from both top um, tier squads right now. Top dogs. Top dogs. Dog. Brighton and Brentford ending in a thriller three-three tie. It was uh, it was a really good game. Um, I thought Brighton missed a lot of early chances to possibly go up two-nil against Brentford. Uh, Brentford wounds up striking first. Brighton ties. Brentford again with a goal. Brighton ties. Brentford scores pretty late. I think it was like 80th minute. And then uh, Brighton tied it in the 94th P, uh, minute with a PK. Wow. Yeah, it was, a, it was a thriller. Very fun to watch. Um, the game that got Brandon Rogers sacked, Crystal Palace came back against Leicester. Leicester was up 1-0. Um, beginning of the second half, they scored. And then Crystal Palace just scores two goals and a, a crazy free kick from Olisi. Or maybe it was Eze. I'm not sure I didn't see it. I think I'd it imagine was, Eze. I think it was Eze. And uh, it was considered an own goal. Ah. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. But uh, it was actually it was a strike and a half. Bar down. Just bounced out. Hit the goalkeeper. Bounced in. And then, uh, yeah, it was like an 88th minute goal. Um, I forgot who put it away. But it was a crazy game. Uh, that... We saw um, the sacking of Brandon Rogers because of that. Chelsea at home. It was uh, Graham Potter's last game. He didn't know it. We all knew it though. Behind the scenes, losing to uh, Emery's. Uh, what what's his first name? Unai. Unai Emery's Ashton Villa squad, <clears throat> who have been playing really good football. Yeah, good run of form. Chelsea definitely could have put that game to bed early with a few of the chances that they had and. Just the Havertz blunders, uh, Jal Felix, you know, not getting the job done with the final effort. Uh, they just lack the final, final uh, finish. They get they get themselves in good spots, playing decent 
uh, defense for most of the game. I mean, that Cucurella mistake was pretty fucking terrible, but yeah. other than that, they played They played well. But, uh, dude, Ollie Watkins is really good. I think he's on, with that goal, he, and then he recently just scored too against, um, who did they just play? Uh, Leicester City. He's on a six-game away streak. Goal goal streak. Six away goal goal streak. Wow. Yeah. Playing good good football. Who's this? Ollie Watkins. Team? Ashton Villa. Mm. He uh I think he has like double digit goals now. One of Yeah, his... he's a beast. 24-25. And then John and then John McGinn hit a just screamer, a yeah. Screamer. Butte. I gotta I gotta figure a way to pull these up because I'm making currently I have a um a ranking list on goals, but it's I gotta figure out how to get them onto this TV so we mm-hmm. can watch them. But um, yeah, really good, really good game, um, from Ashton Villa. Uh, so the sacking of Grand Potter, who um, like we said, um, well we didn't say this yet. Uh, today confirmed. Frank Lampard, the new interim manager of Chelsea. How do you feel about that, Kyo? I love it. You know, just to see Frank back at Chelsea is great. Um, <clears throat> he didn't really do anything in his time away to prove that he deserves to coach Chelsea again. But um, we'll see if he could work a little bit of magic uh, in the dressing room. Maybe bring the morale up. Um, and make a run in Champions League. Obviously, that's their, that's the one thing on their mind for sure. Making uh, the only trophy that they have a possibility of getting that's priority. The league try to win games, just don't drop any more uh, in the table, and um, hope for the best. Yeah. Yeah, and um, there are some rumors coming out of the dressing room too. Um, about Graham Potter's stay. They were behind his back calling him Harry. <laughs> or Hogwarts, I saw. Or Hogwarts, because Potter. Mm. Like, that's fucked. Like, he's your head coach, bro. Where's the respect? I thought you were yeah. going to say Harry Nutsack. Harry Paratexticles. So what if Chelsea just found their way to the bottom three? Has that happened where a dynamite organization... Uh, Newcastle was relegated what, uh, a couple years ago. Yeah, a few years back, that was the biggest team we've yeah, seen in a while. Not not to the same level of of yeah. Well, actually, accolades. right now, so Everton has been in yeah. the Premier League since 1954. Have oh. never been relegated, Ooh. and currently are sitting in seven, uh, 16th place, tied on points with Bournemouth for 18th. Hmm. So it could. I mean. They did get the new coach, uh, Sean Deitch. He's doing okay. Who's doing? He's doing good with the squad. They just um, t- they just tied Tottenham, one one late goal. What's Tottenham doing? Dude, Tottenham's doing nothing. Q. They're still Tottenham. in fourth though, right? I fifth. Mean... They just uh, they moved back to fifth with the United win today. I kind of hate Tottenham. I don't know why. Because they join join the fucking team yeah. over here. This kid hates them. Rips them apart every game. Yeah. Every pod, yeah. Every yeah. podcast. They're bottlers, Not bro. a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> well, I mean, dude, you got to look at it. They're your corporate 
London team. So there's a lot of teams in London. A lot of fucking teams. But they're your, like, New York Yankees. The which, Yankees? Like, yeah, but they don't the win shit. Gym, they don't win anything. The only thing they've ever won was the Audi Cup. <laughs> I couldn't tell you what that is. I don't even know. Oh, I just heard probably the other some day. international preseason tournament. Yeah, I feel that's what it was. It was like wow. A, oh my huh. god! Even when they were hosting it too, they were all like, "Yeah, like <laughs> why are we being celebrated right now?" But yeah, dude. There, I mean, Harry Kane's about to probably. He's got to go. He's got to go. He's gonna leave. I don't know if he's gonna break the transfer fee. A lot of rumors are saying that he's going to have a high transfer fee, whatever team he does go to. Go to Chelsea. Yeah. I mean, dude, if United don't sign Usiman, if they don't sign Rumos um, Hojond, this um, Denmark, he's uh, he's a Danish player from, I want, I forget what league. Oh, he's on uh, Atlantia. Atlanta. At- Atlanta? In Serie A? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's on that team. Dude, He are, uh, on the weekend, he had an international break for Denmark, a hat trick, and then I want to say he had two goals. Nice. And then on their recent uh, Atlanta game, he had the game-winning assist. Yeah, Kane should definitely stay in England, though. Yeah. It's going to suck for Tottenham fans, which is awesome. Yeah. But, and it might suck for him a little bit, but he's got to stay in England for his rep. Yeah, I think so. Unless it's Madrid. Unless it's... That's the only team I respect players going to. Yeah. Well, I, I think um, from things I've been reading, Holland is preemed, ready to go to Madrid. But they're going to have to pay a fat transfer fee to get him there. Yeah. Which, take it as you will, Holland's debatably the greatest player in the world right now. One of them. One of them. And he should be on a team like that. I mean, Mbappe. I it should I, be... Madrid should be Vinicius, Holland, Mbappe from three. That's what it should be. It's and, fucking scary. You know, that's that's what Madrid's picture is. You know? Get the money printer Madrid. going. Madrid! We love Madrid! Will that cost you a billy? Probably. I mean, a Holland trance. Dude, did you see how much that Saudi team is willing to give Messi a year? $400 million? $400 million a year. Oil money is no joke. That's real money, baby. That's there will crazy. be blood. There will, <laughs> there will be blood. Who is that? Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, it's facts, dude. You can't make that shit up. I mean, that's just... $400 million a year? How do you even say no to that? Yeah, I mean... He'll, he'll, he'll make his money and be rich forever, obviously. True. But... Endorsements, he'll... He's probably very... I would imagine he's very smart with his money it's to begin with. That's, it's like just a whole other different generational wealth. And his yeah. kids his kids are going to be ballers. His, so I don't even think he has to worry about great 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 grandchildren. Yeah, will be millionaires. They're gonna be living off the Argentina, uh, Argentine World Cup win. Yeah, it's just it's just based off of legacy at this point. It's the same thing with Live Golf offering Tiger Woods basically a billion yeah. dollars, almost a billion dollars. Who gives a fuck? You're already worth close to that. 
It's just for yeah, viewers. It's fun to get and, another one now. Viewers' attention. If he's trying to go on another bender, jersey then, yeah. sales. <laughs> it'd, be a, it'd be a story. It's a lot of it's a lot of prosies. Oh yeah. Who's <clears throat> talking about Kane though? Who's this English striker who has dual citizenship that's going to the USA? Because Sonogo? I don't know his name oh, is. Um, he's something. an Arsenal player on loan. <clears throat> Heard he's the the real deal. He's killing it in the French league right now. Yeah, what does he have, like 16 goals, I heard? Something of that nature. Um, I believe he is second in, um, yeah, Florian Balogun. Balogun. Yeah, I heard he's, he withdrew from the English national team due to injury, but then went to, I think it was Dallas. Yeah, he was in the U.S. over break. Where exactly the men's national team was training. Yeah. so They were in Orlando. Orlando, rather, yeah. Makes more sense. That's cool. Yeah, right now. That'd be so sick. That'd be cool. Um, Where is he rank? Fourth right now, 17 goals in League One. What team is he on? Um, He's on Reims. So this actually crazy. So this team, God bless you. Pretty crazy. This this team, this team Reams has this coach Will Still, right? He doesn't have the um, license, the licensing to be able to coach. So the team takes like a, I forget how much. I want to say it's like twenty thousand dollar pay cut every game. They yeah, get fined. Twenty thousand dollars every game, but they're like, dude, we're we're not getting rid of him. I don't, but like, wh- why doesn't he just what? get? A, I guess you need a coaching license. Why? Yeah. Probably, you know, taxes and shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's from Belgium too, so like, it's probably it's possible he doesn't have like the right credentials to be making money there. Like, he probably needs a visa. I would imagine. Uh, you got to be on a visa if you're working at a soccer club. Sure. Um, you got to play a race card. I mean, he is what? <laughs> um, but, yeah, the what's his name again? I'm sorry. Uh, I can't Balogun. say. Balogun. Balogun. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, 17 goals, man, for Reims this year. Uh, Sign him up. That's what we need. We need a striker. Yeah, so who's the who's the forward right now? Striker for USA. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Shout out Jake Etal. One of his questions from um the Instagram post. Um he wanted to know. He wanted a good debate on USA men's national team striker. Like who who should it be? Like right now we this have guy this guy from League of One. Dude, we have this kid um on the team. His name is, I forget his first name, but last name Pepe. Ricardo. Ricardo Pepe, who, um, who does he play for? He's in the, he's at Frankfurt or somewhere in the Bundesliga, but he's going to the Dutch League, I think, after this season. Lights it up when he plays for the U.S. team. Yeah. His his goal return per game is pretty good. Um, but I think they got to keep rotating until they find somebody who is standout-ish. Or, you know... Stick with Pepe, obviously. I think he's the best choice for now. But you got to keep giving other guys chances to somebody who's going to be consistently scoring. Because there's got to be somebody. Dude, I mean, I don't hate him. He is a little older. But right now, Jordan Morris. Oh. Dude, Jordan Morris 
is projected from his goal scoring right now in the MLS. I mean, you could do, uh, what's that, expected goal ratio? His expected goal ratio right now is to exceed um, Carlos Vela's goal record right now in the MLS. So what's that? Like He's got to be pushing, expecting 40 goals. Yeah. Carlos Vela broke the record the year after... Um, who's that guy? He now plays for Inter Miami. From Mexico? Vela? Vela's from Mexico. But who's that? Uh, He was on Atlanta. Martinez? Martinez. Uh, Josef Martinez. Broke the record 2019, the year after Carlos Vela broke his record. I think it was like 30-something goals. What's the weight of expected goal ratio? It should just be goals. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, but predicting like based on how he's scoring right now, how he'll finish the season. Yeah, like how if many he shots yeah. he has a game. If he's on got target. like one point eight goals per game this season, or that's that's pretty fucking high. But like yeah. if he's got like one point three, yeah. if he continues at the one point three rate, mm-hmm. and he's playing, dude, he's playing good football. Think of the competition, though. I say that a lot. I think that a lot. But then when I watch MLS games, they play tough defense. Because they're all on the similar level. You're True. Talking on the on the international scale, if you put some of these MLS teams to the test, they're gonna fold. Well, what should be fun? Arsenal is playing the MLS All Star team this year. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I was just gonna ask you: Has a MLS team ever won a game overseas? Not uh, overseas. Anywhere. It's usually teams coming here, honestly. Okay, yeah, vice versa. So, but, international versus, teams yeah, yeah. against a team not from the U.S. Yeah, I think back not- in the day, uh, there was a huge matchup when Beckham went to Galaxy, and they played Chelsea. Oh. And I think Galaxy beat Chelsea. That's um, pretty nuts. And it was like, it's my first time remember uh, remembering, or the first memory I have of watching MLS play, or two different leagues play. And I was mm. young. I didn't really know a lot about soccer, but yeah, uh, Galaxy beat them like two 0 or something like that. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's cool. I'm almost positive too. The well, I mean, is the MLS All Star team kind of stupid? But the um, top players in the MLS, the MLS All Star team, beat Bayern Munich the year they won their league and Champions League. MLS the MLS All Star team beat Bayern Munich. It's usually were like their Spurs. starters playing. Maybe is this like it might is have been this a like Robin and fucking yeah that was when they were still on the team. I don't Hazard think. Hazard no no Robin Ribery Ribery Re- I'm sorry that's what I meant yeah. to say Ribery similar players yeah very similar I don't know if they re- probably weren't playing I don't know they might have played a little I bit. feel like I remember Julian Green playing for Bayern that yeah game. I think I did they put in their fucking third string in. It, cares. Dude, it's growing, man. It's gonna it's gonna It will, it will. Within so this is how I look at it. It's a decade journey though. Bro. Your uh football has been around so long in England. We're talking since the eighteen hundreds. So it's almost been there for two hundred years, two hundred plus years. To get from let's say if you started a team in England and you wanted to make the Premier League. It would have taken you almost like 20 seasons. I think it's 19 seasons to get to the Premier League. No shit. If you promote it every year. Where do you start? I for, I don't even remember National the name of the league. National League. <laughs> Dude, that's even like National League is like tier what's, 10. What's There's the like starting 10 like capital more. you need? 
Not that much. No? Nah. To start a team, I mean, you just got to your, pay your players. Just get a bunch of enforcers and start a league. <laughs> Goons? Goons. The Goon squad. Call them the Goonies. Yeah. Build their way up and we'll just attract. We, we need a good name, good logo, good jerseys. Yeah. Nice kit. I mean, so, let, let, so let's think about it. 200 years, 200 plus years, England, that's how long soccer's been around. Football, whatever you want to call it. Soccer in the, uh, the United States, it's only been around for... Not even a hundred years. Yeah, probably not. I think MLS started in like the fifties, sixties. So you're talking about a league that is within that capability. Once you do hit a hundred years, or yeah. even close to a hundred years, that it could become possible where every city in America has a team. I don't think it's gonna take that long because you think about the consequences of playing contact sports. And Very even, true. even myself playing football my entire life, lacrosse, I mean, basketball is still contact, but probably more similar to soccer. I wouldn't even want my children to play football. I'd rather my kids play soccer. And it's not it's not a knock on it. It's just the fact that you can be athletic. Yes, injuries are still possible, but it's more so about protecting your brain. Can you still function at a later point in your life? I think that that transition will probably occur sooner rather than later. And then soccer, as they start to progress, people overseas, like we just talked about the guy from England, if people who are younger, not getting opportunities, decide that they have dual citizenship, they're going to come over to the U.S., maybe they start popping off a bit. They did pretty well in this past World Cup. It'll just incentivize more players to invest. Because you think about it, if you go to college, you have to make the decision, all right, am I going to try to push it and go pro, or am I just going to do whatever I got my degree in. Yep. And if the money's there because the talent's attracted towards the market, it's a evolving market, it'll probably happen within 10 years. Yeah. 10 years from now, after the World Cup yeah. in the U.S., that'll yeah. be a big boost. I think that'll be <clears throat> massive. By 2030, who the fuck knows? Yeah. It is. It's going to be... It's going to be interesting. Um, it, it comes down to the simple fact that you went to an NYFC game and seeing simple two Snapchat stories of like, dude, I've never seen a crowd like that in any other American Oh, yeah, sport. when they were when they were doing like, the... What the fuck is going the on? Is there, the a, is there a riot going on right now in New York City? What the fuck? I literally got so many people... Surf got so many people texting him too. Like, yo, what's going on? Are you on? okay? Yeah. Is there, like, what's going... Is this a riot? Like, nah, we're just fucking getting lit. Just having yeah. a fun time in the streets. Every other sport, you're 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 born into it, essentially, of a fan. True. And then you have this loyalty, and yeah, you're a fan, but if you have that energy and you feel that energy in a crowd, which they do seem like they have pretty fucking consistently, which, yes, I want to ex- ex- like experience a game overseas, which would be fucking awesome. But I think the World Cup in the U.S. would be like the greatest potential experience for a sporting event that we have an opportunity to experience. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Agreed. Yeah, especially with the excitement we have on the U.S. squad coming up. I mean, the motivation is there, the talent, and we don't have to qualify. Right. (laughs) Wait, what? We already, since we're hosting it. Are you fucking? We already qualified. That's why Qatar was automatically in. Yeah. yeah. 
and they still beat fucking Argentina. That's crazy. No, no, no. no, no. Saudi Arabia no, did. Yeah. Oh shit, Saudi Arabia. Did. I don't You're think right. Qatar won that game. No, they <clears throat> they lost. But they were in the same game. group though, weren't they? Or no. no? Uh, Qatar had Senegal. Uh, Portugal. No. Senegal and Portugal were in the same group. So maybe it wasn't Senegal. I think it was like, I don't even remember. And you know what's sad? It wasn't even that long ago. It wasn't, but you know why? It doesn't matter. Qatar was with Netherlands, Senegal, and Ecuador. I was going to say Venezuela, but Ecuador, that's what it was. I wanted to say Netherlands, but I just didn't say it. Yeah, zero points for the hosts. Hopefully we have a better better time hosting, yeah. I mean, every game for the U.S. better be played in the U.S. Well, you know what? When if they make us fans, play in Canada or Mexico, yeah, I'm gonna fucking freak out. I was out. gonna say when your home fans can drink a beer and watch you play, yeah, you're not winning a game. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be sick when it's here. I bet if you gave them some flares, they cause some damage on the field on the pitch. Yeah, they probably get a little bit of advantage here and there. It's true. You know couple falcons allowed in the stadium i don't stadium. know i just i see some crazy shit that goes on overseas in soccer games <laughs> did you see so when when saudi arabia beat argentina bro they're watching the game and some guy <laughs> kicked the door through <laughs> what or he like fucking kicked the door through no, no, no. he walks out of his like hobble and he starts ripping his ak-47 in the no. air <laughs> Just like, <gasps> I need to see that. That's bro, hilarious. it was fucking jokes, bro. But they were that game against Argentina. I literally was like, dude, this team could pull off uh, at least an exit out of the the group stage. Like they could qualify. I think they wound up losing qualifying. Right, they were third. Yeah, they did not qualify. Yeah, it was Argentina finished second, and I forget who finished first in that group. But, uh, yeah, it was crazy. It was a crazy time in Qatar. Argentina first, Poland, uh, Mexico. Poland, that's what it was. Saudis. Well, back yeah. to that topic, though. The, if you think about it, the issue is that every valued soccer player in the United States has the desire, the goal to go overseas. Their True. dream is to go to another country to play. Because that's where the quality's at. Agreed. So that's you where must... the competitions that they want to play in are at, and, yeah. the, and the money. Yeah. So you, if you bring the money, you'll get the talent, you'll get the competition, and then you'll get to be able to. I think actually, side note, biggest thing I saw recently was that the U.S. being quasi-capitalist because they're not true Full capitalist. capitalist. Uh, they have to make a fucking profit off of everything. And that overseas, especially in Europe, all of their um, U, like U18 team, whatever, their underage teams, they're all free. Mm-hmm. In the U.S., you have, to, you have to pay money <clears throat> to be yeah. on a quality team. And think about what type of talent you are removing from the equation when you are limiting them based off of financial... Not all talent, though. Like, if you're a stud in the United States... There will be ways. People will find ways for yeah, you. That's play. true, but there but are. You'll players, go to an academy though. team, and you won't pay a dime. Think about the kids who have the talent who don't even know what an academy team is. There's, I'm saying, like even deeper than that. Yes, if you're that good, sure. But there are bumblefuck towns across. This is a massive country. 
Yeah. Soccer may not be big in certain states for most states, honestly. And then you have athletic kids who maybe prefer soccer, but they have an easier avenue to go down other sports. There's The problem is there's too many sports in this country. That's the issue. It is an issue. And some of the sports are really expensive. Some of them aren't. But most travel teams or academies, whatever, they're, they, they're costly. Yeah. Thousands of dollars well, per year. If you're a player, like I was going to join, I think it was Albertson Academy when I was 15, 14. It would have been expensive to play, but it only would have been that expensive because even the coach said to me, listen, you're not going to get a lot of playing time. So I'm basically paying this amount of money to play on an academy team to get the chance maybe to play in a game or to progress my skills while there's another player who is an absolute stud, not only probably maybe can afford it, but let's say they can't, he gets on the team for free and we're all paying him to go to tournaments and to play the game and and, and for hotel um, treatment and food and this and that on the field and training because he's a stud, because he's showcased through whatever showcasing... Uh, like Long Island, I know we have like a, we have like the LI showcase. It's basically like a, a bunch of travel teams that come play each other. They're like top of the top of the top, and it really just it shows like if you if you're one of the best players in your age group, and you know, pe- I've seen it. I've seen it done. People come up to you after games, and they're like, "Hey, we want you to come play for us. You're not going to pay a cent." happens it it does but it's a it's a complicated path because even you know for q who's in at a you know saint anthony's private school you know if you go to saint anthony's you're getting looked at regardless obviously you have to touch the field if you're sitting if you're on the bench you know you're not going to get looked at but the kids that aren't exposed to a an environment that have these quality teams around them and then maybe they are low class. There's a lot of there's a lot of poor people in this country. And I mean poor in the standard of, you know, you're li- you're making net household income less than like 60, 70k, but your your living expenses aren't that much, but you don't have the money. Your parents don't have the money to to send you away to another state or to pay a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars a team. Sure, maybe a coach would be willing to bring you on for free. But if you never get that exposure to where a coach isn't going to go to fucking Montana, you know, maybe they do, maybe they don't, but maybe the meaningful coaches don't. So it's really the outreach and finding the talent because there's talent. Through the, the, yeah, there's so the, much talent in the, US, in the United States. We, we have crazy. the most athletic yeah. people in the world in this country. Imagine our top athletes through each sport dedicated their whole lives to play soccer. We would be the best country in the world. It'd be, it'd be Within, that simple. Yeah. We would have won a World Cup by now. Easily. Imagine we have Stephen Curry playing in the midfield. Eh, I don't know about Steph Curry, <laughs> but you get LeBron James at striker. <laughs> yeah. He's not fucking missing a goddamn cr- uh, cross. He's, yeah, he's, now he's, he's winning every header. Every got to put him in goal. He's got to yeah, put him in goal. But you, be a but, good goalie, too. Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah. I mean, it's it's... Football. I understand that argument, but I just think it's it's different. You know, you gotta be. But imagine, think they, about they chose soccer instead, and think about the narrative when we grew because up because it was that big at the time. 
like that big at the time. Dude, World Cup comes here. That's all the it's a you're yeah, but there are six seven. You could find a team of talented six seven six eight guys. You could. But I just don't. Victor Boniface on Saint um, Union Saint Galeries in yeah. uh, Europa League right now. I just and strong guys too, but I don't know. You can conform your body to become a soccer player if, like, you know, like imagine like um, like. Well, it's tough with like offensive linemen. What's the equivalent? <laughs> I don't know where they would play a part in this equation. Yeah, no. We're what's the, the What's the equivalent of soccer in in overseas? Let's say Europe specifically. Rugby. To, well, no, I'm saying Amer- uh, soccer, Amer- uh, football in in Europe compared to a sport in in, in the states. What's equivalent? Is it's like an it's a difficult question. Basketball, hockey. The, my point being is that they're, they're so fragmented that all the sports have been divvied up and that athleticism is catered to specific sports. Yeah. And that if you were... And you think about how we grew up, honestly, it's 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 down the center. A vast majority of people think soccer's gay and then the other half love soccer. Now, in Europe, it's, let's speak about England specifically, it's like you, you grow up and play soccer player, you'd be a fucking legend. Yeah. So if if you got over this, which I maybe it's just our exposure to New York. I don't think New York really has, you know, produced that many great soccer players. I can't think of the top of my head, but I also don't really know soccer that well. Timmy Parker. Timmy Parker, yes. But um, probably the uh, not out, of, out of Long Island for sure. Maybe Long Island, but who wasn't there I, a kid? Um, oh, Tyler Adams, right? Isn't he? I think he's Jersey, maybe. Who's that kid from Kinsley? That's Tyler Adams. Yeah. I think think he knows Tyler Adams? No, he played against him a couple times. Oh, that's what it was. But I think Gio Reyna's New Jersey or New York. Yeah, Yeah, we got Well, it's conflicting. Some ballers. You think about it because the thing with with American sports is there's seasons. And then you have this educational system. You have your seasons. And then it's it's from five years old. Your parents basically tell you whether you're playing soccer or American football. It's that simple. Yeah. I went the other route. When I wanted to play soccer, I had school football, and then I had outside league football. Try to play soccer. I don't have enough time yeah. to play soccer. I kind of wish I did. Kind of wish I did. It would have been a fun. It would have been fun to see an alternative reality of what the outcome may have For been. For sure. What what they should do? I mean, they're. I know they've trying to adapt it right now in college ball, which would be really fun. But they're trying to make soccer, football, whatever you want to call it. Let's just call it. Football. Football. Let's, just football. Call football. Let's just call it footy. Footy. We call it footy. They're trying to make footy a year-long sport. That would be very nice. Which it should be. Because why why push all these games into a smaller schedule than break them up? Maybe have like a little winter break. But like give the opportunity for a whole season to be played out. Instead of, dude, I remember playing. I was playing... A, f- a Wednesday game, a Friday game, sometimes scrimmaging on Saturday, back to a Tuesday or Wednesday game, Friday, maybe, like, dude, it was just so many games in such a short period of time where I got injured because of it. I know a lot of other people on my team, shout out uh, Charlie Ortiz, don't know if you're listening to the pod, but he tore his ACL. Um, Happens. 
dude, it's just, it's crazy. Like, we try to f- push all these games within a small time frame instead of letting them just breathe, exist throughout a whole season, a whole, a whole school semester. Just let the whole season go on. Dude, dude, pick one fucking sport. You um, pick one yeah. fucking sport. You play it. Yeah. You play it from youth age. You do it in middle school and high school, and you play one fucking sport. That's what. You, yeah. You're fucking around, doing all their bullshit. Why? Yes. And that's then, what, to me, Parker, Parker, arguably better at lacrosse. No. Yes. Yes. He, he was very good and, at lacrosse. And, and to be fair, lacrosse is the least demanding sport in terms as if the fact if you're an athlete, you can play lacrosse. Simple fact. I sucked at lacrosse and still got a Division Two, top Division Two scholarship. I played three years of lacrosse in my life. I played football for nine, ten years, and it's a pipe dream. But since I was a kid, I was like, I want to play in the NFL. Right. And then I was, you know, five foot one in freshman year of high school. I'm like, yeah, this isn't going to happen. So let's figure something else out. Um, lacrosse is like, it's just an East Coast thing. And if you can, if you have hand-eye coordination, you simply can do whatever you want, and you can get a Division One scholarship. You can get a free education. Soccer, I like you said, it's a year-round sport. It is around the world. So why the fuck is it condensed into three months yeah. in the states? It doesn't, doesn't make sense. That does not make sense at all. No. It, we're. I think within our lifetimes, we're going to see a lot of changes within the sport, and it's going to really change and affect the way this sport grows within this country and it's going to be for the better man i mean we start competing if this if this country starts competing with the best of the best of the best sir teams in europe yeah come on man well it it also like the story behind um uh, fuck uh, what's his name who came to the mls english no um, Beckham. Beckham, sorry. Yeah. So the so the the simple fact alone, when you get a big name bringing big money to a small league, it's gonna attract other people to bring money to a league. You bring money to the league, it will attract people. It'll start to change the narrative. It's not gonna happen overnight, like you said. It'll take some time. But when you see the money that's made in certain sports, even like hockey, hockey players make nothing compared to the quantity that is required to actually make it ice time fucking skates equipment whatever it's a very expensive sport and they don't make that much but you see baseball players making crazy contracts yeah, and true. anybody can play in a fucking t-ball league at five years old all you have to do is buy a bat and you fucking drop your kid off of the field but soccer you have to do training like there's a lot to it it's it's more demanding too because like you said it is year round you can play leagues when you're a young a youth age yeah um you gotta be a willing and able to run like ten to fifteen miles per game. Think about that for for a second. The United States is a very obese country, <laughs> and it's just the simple fact. It really is. We are it not is. a healthy country. So to, to then ask people to to run that type of amount, they're gonna laugh in your face. There's yeah. a different type, like like offensive linemen in football. They could eat where the fuck they want. They they. They bear up for fucking hibernation. They just, they're a dog and they just do what they got to do. But soccer, it requires you to be disciplined. You have to be able to maintain endurance and also have strength. You can't just be, I know we like to say there isn't that much con- contact, but there is. And the strength is what 
distances you from from the weeks from the yeah. weaklings being able to like hold off the ball keep your positioning yeah yeah i it is growing it, listen we we could sit here all day and talk about the potential that this sport has in this country until the mls decides to make their standings a table system where teams can be promoted relegated top of the league whoever that is just as the winner no more playoffs get rid of all that stupid american shit as much as everyone loves it we need to stop we need to stop doing that other sports could probably adopt this but i know for a fact playoffs as as fun as it is as oh they're a fucking six seed playing a one seed who gives a fuck the best team in the league at the end of the season, should be the champion of the league. You can have your domestic cups like we have in America. We have the U.S. Open Cup, which is basically the FA Cup. You can do all those things still. You can have your tournaments. You can have CONCACAF Champions League, which tonight, Vancouver taking on LAFC. Should be a good game. But they got to understand, listen, we got to respect what this sport actually means. The fact that you can... Win a game, get three points. You could draw a game, you get a point. It's it's valuable. So what, how is it structured now? Right now, you finish top seven oh. in your conference. Is it strictly win-loss? No, they... They do points? They do points. Oh, okay. But if you finish top seven in your conference, you make playoffs. One in, uh, Top seeds in each conference gets a bye to the next round. But... Shouldn't be like that. I, I, the table system. The fact that, dude, we were. I was talking to my brother. He plays for Rock City Boom. I was also talking to his other buddy Connor Holstead. Shout out Rock City Boom. You can be a team like that. That is in a is in a city that isn't the biggest on the map right now. But they bring in some good talent. Rochester has a lot of good players. Let's say they bring in a lot of good local talent. This team starts doing well. Let's say you rank them fourth tier MLS team. And then they start winning games, getting promoted. There's nothing better than that feeling of promotion. And I've talked to a lot of people from England who support teams that aren't on the highest caliber of teams. Who they talk about. Like this kid, um, Adam Wilson. He's a huge Norwich fan. Grew up around the parts. He... Him describing to me their success of going from championship to Premier League, it sounded like they won the World Cup. The same same team that, that Alex is a fan of. Alex is a fan yeah. of that team. team too. Shout out yeah. to Alex. Shout out to Alex. So, Leonardo. S- similar to the States, right? You'll have certain players, they make decisions based off of maybe economically or politically motivated going to Miami, Florida, Tennessee, whatnot, for tax purposes. Is there that situation overseas at all where, you know, environment, financial, whatever is motivating their decision? Or is it strictly just, I want to play for this team, I don't give a fuck? If you're English and you play in England, the team that's signing you gets a tax write-off because they're promoting English players onto their teams. So you might see Declan Rice... Uh, a player on West Ham right now who's projected to go to different clubs. 
his price tag might be it for another <clears throat> English squad ninety million dollars, ninety five million dollars. But if he was to go to like an Italian squad or a Spanish squad or a uh, German German squad, thank you. Maybe it's only 40, 50 mil. But because he's English, England sends off ta- tax write-offs to these other English squads to let them know, hey, listen, you keep it with other English players to grow our national team into something that we want it to be. We're going to give you money for that. Mm. Is there a market cap in the U.S.? There is a market cap in the U.S. Yeah, get rid of that. Yeah. Gotta get rid of that, get rid of the playoffs. It's terrible, talking. bro. It's There shouldn't be a thing called the international designated player. So there's this thing. You're only allowed three international designated players onto your team in the MLS. Three players from another country? Three players, maybe not from another country, but let's say like when David Beckham came from LA, uh, from where PSG, when he was on PSG at the time and he came over to LA Galaxy. He was an international designated player. When Pirlo came over from Juventus to NYCFC, he was an international designated it's player. probably guys who need a visa. You think? Yeah. Like, or don't have a certain status. Of so you gotta nip that in the butt. You gotta, you gotta make that process easier. Or yeah. not even, I mean, obviously you're not going to adjust the system of the United States, but maybe provide more education internationally about it where if a lot of these players they get old and they're like yeah i want to get a bag and go to the u.s whatever but the teams in the u.s would probably have to make that that change to kind of educate it so that they also it's just the regulation the rule that it, it makes no sense at all no it's silly it is silly but it's, I also um, don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So <laughs> don't listen. I don't think any of us really do. So <laughs> don't listen to a word I'm saying. Listen, it's fun. MLS for your entertainment. For only. your entertainment. Um, if we had to bring it back, talk about a couple other games from this weekend. We talked about the Chelsea Ashton Villa game. Bayern Munich beating Dortmund four two. Huge game. In that respect, for the champion of the Bundesliga, we're talking, what was Bayern before this? Uh, two points behind Dortmund. Yeah. Dortmund was ahead of Bayern? Yeah. Yep. Is Royce still in Dortmund? Yep. Hmm. Once, <clears throat> once a mistake like that happens from your goalkeeper, yeah. that early in a game against a team like Bayern Munich, everything that the players were thinking about Staying on task and um, the game plan, what they needed to do, uh, out the window. Yeah. It's all gone that quickly. Um, And, you know, if you're a better team, if you're, you know, Dortmund, even though they were on top of the table, still definitely an underdog in that game. If you're the favorite in that game and that mistake happens... It could, you know, that could be all right. Um, but to self-harm like that, the way <laughs> Dortmund did. Uh, yeah, it's, it's tough the, to... The best position they've been in in years against a team that always knocks them down. Uh, you know, that's just... And they're away. 
and they're in Bayern's. So it's not like we make that mistake, our fans have our back. Right. You're getting... Dude, that goalkeeper must have been getting ridiculed the whole time. Yeah, sure. And he didn't do well on the second goal either. No. But it is what it is. Not all teams, you know, are like Chelsea. Not everybody could come back and beat Bayern in their in their home stadium. Yeah. You know, not everybody's like Didier Drogba. Marco no. Royce is good, but he, he's not the king. He ain't no Drogba. He's no Drogba. Not the king. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a good game. It um, was not a good game. I I decided to take a nap on the couch right there <laughs> during halftime. Um, didn't watch the second half of that or Chelsea that we're playing on yeah, at the same time. That so. was a t- that was a tough couple games. That Q Q hit me up and was like, "Yo, let me come through and watch these games." I was like, "Are you sure? Are you sure you want to come and watch them?" I shouldn't have. I should have just taken a nap. Yeah, you would have. You would have been ready, more ready for golf. Yeah. Um. Uh, the next day, though, I wanted to get into this. United loses to Newcastle two nil. Q heard my whole rant. I texted it in our uh, group chat. Eric Ten Hag basically stole what I said. I want to say. He I didn't said steal it because he didn't know you said it. He knew I said it. it. He knew I was feeling it, dude. The lack of passion. You come back. From international break, you haven't played a game in two weeks. Manchester United, any Premier League team, you haven't played a game in two weeks due to international break, which is fun. You know, teams qualifying for the Euros, you um, CONCACAF teams qualifying qualifying for the Gold Cup. A lot of stuff going on. Um, but United come into this game lackluster, beyond belief, Sabitzer, not ins- insignificant. Scott McTominay. Poor, poor performance. Keep going. Who's next? The only person who played well was Luke Shaw. Consistent. That's it. Who limped off today with a hamstring injury, which isn't fun. Valencia played well, though. Valencia played well in his absence. But Luke Shaw limps off with a, a hamstring injury, but he played well against Newcastle. But... Dude, Wagway Hurst. I don't know. And I said it when it happened. So we're, we're recording this after the United game today. I said it when it happened. Rashford needs to start up top. Sancho, Antony on the on the wings. Bruno in the 10 roll. Scott McTominay, Sabitzer, Fred, whatever, however you want to perform them. And uh, obviously Veron, Martinez... Dallo, Shaw, De Gea. But... Well, Erickson coming back will be a big boost. Erickson's going to be fun. Uh, I I hope he helps a lot in the midfield. Obviously, Casemiro being out for another three more games. It's tough, but, you know... yeah, I, I think United have a good backing behind them. Rashford scoring today, which was very good to see. But this game against Newcastle, man. I mean, this could have been a game that... We go into this game, we get a point. All we need is a point. Stay on level terms. Who cares? But they let up. Not only defensively, but attacking mindedness, bro. Like, where the fuck are you thinking about going? Like, there was nothing going on. There was no interchanging play. No one was moving off ball. 
It was so lackluster as a United fan watching this. It hurt me. It made me feel like, what is the point of supporting this team that doesn't give a shit that they didn't play in two weeks and now this is their first game back? It felt like they didn't care about anything. They were on a bender. They might have been on a bender. Marcus Rashford was in New York City. I don't know what he was doing there, but... <laughs> we all know what he was doing there. What was he doing? Can't say it. Can't say it. <laughs> Can't Ain't say no it on snitch. the pod. Ain't no snitch. He was paying people to take photographs with him. No, I'm just joking. But, dude, it was just... It was terrible to watch. Um, but United lose that game. AC Milan beat Napoli that day as well. The next day following on Monday, April 3rd, Everton Tottenham tie 1-1. Eric, uh, Harry Kane with a goal. Everton notches it up late. Michael Keane with a screamer. Screamer. In Good like to see him. 88th. He had so much hype when he was uh, a young player coming up through Everton. Did really well his first few seasons. Where's and he from? England. Yeah. And then um, he just fell through the ranks. Just drop, drop, drop. You know, fourth, fifth choice center back for the last two years now. What a goal. Good moment for the for the kid. Very good moment. Gives him a point. Keeps him above relegation. Very good to see. Well, uh, at just least another example of Spurs uh, bottling. You know. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Um, the following day on Tuesday, we were gifted some games as well. Um, we had the German Cup. What is it called? The Deutsche Pokal. Deutsche Pokal. Thank you, Q. Frankfurt defeating Union Berlin 2-0. Then we saw the rare Bayern Munich loss at home to Freiburg 2-1. Pretty bad scenes from Thomas Tuchel. I hope this doesn't um, predict their performance in Champions League. So who do you have winning it? What? Champions League. I have Real Madrid. <laughs> Run it back? Back to back, baby. Yeah, but the difference is, when Champions League started, did you run it back? With no, the, no, no. You didn't run it back with the future uh, I, I didn't feel fruitful about them, nor did uh, I feel fruitful about Bayern Munich. And I'm actually happy I didn't because their road to get to the final is too tough. Predict their odds from, the, like, I know what you got them last year, but... Think about what you got them. Like, what could you have gotten them at this year? Being that they won the year prior, would it not have been as lucrative? I think they were plus seven hundred. Yeah, never mind. So I didn't. I didn't see the benefit. The benefit. No, yeah. Trying to get back. Yeah. Um, but then also on Tuesday we saw a Brighton side beat Bournemouth two 0 away. Evan Ferguson, eighteen year old Irish lad, picked him up in fantasy. Ooh! Picked him up in fantasy months ago. Did you? Yeah. Dude, the kid is going to be primed to be one of the best strikers in our modern day. He's going to be a beast. Hopefully. What team is he on? He's on Brighton, Hoban, Albion. What league? Premier oh. League. Brighton. Brighton. Yeah. Oh, okay, you said too many words there. I didn't catch that. That's on. their full name. Brighton, okay. Hoban, Albion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You lost me. Um, 18-year-old <laughs> Irish lad. Had a great international break. Sat against um, their last matchup. I forgot who they played. But then comes into this game against Bournemouth away, scores a goal, and then a late, um, an assist by um, Kirio Matoma. Beautiful. And then I had a late goal. I forgot who scored. But um, big win for Brighton. 
Leeds taking on Nottingham Forest. Brandon Johnson, the Canadian, with a goal to open up the squad. And then Leeds came in and handled biz. Jack Harrison with a goal. And I believe... Um, I forgot who scored their second goal. But I think it was a header. I honestly didn't watch any Prem this week. It was good. It was a good game. That was a good game from Leeds. Um, Ashton Villa... Defeating Leicester. Leicester go down to 10 men. They were winning. It was a tied game, 1-1. And this, I forgot who hit it from Ashton Villa. Super strike. Um, Ball was just being passed around by Leicester. They lost it somewhat above the 18. But this guy just hits it one-timer with his left foot. Beautiful goal. Leon Bailey? No, it wasn't Leon Bailey. I forgot who it was. It was Villa, you said, right? Yeah, Villa, Villa scored. It was pretty late. So I, I'm an asshole. I took. You are an asshole. I am an asshole. I, I took, second that. I took Brighton, Leeds, and Ashton Villa to win. Th- little three-team parlay. Um, Brighton was up. Leeds were up. Ashton Villa was still tied one-one. My buyout of my bet. It was a twenty-dollar bet to win sixty. My buyout was profit ten bucks. Oh, Adama Traore. Was it Traore? Yeah. Adama Traore? Uh, yeah, it's a different Adama Traore. Oh, I was about to say. Wait, no. Bertrand Traore. Bertrand Traore. Sorry to interrupt. So he did Chelsea Academy. Love the lad. He was good. He was, I mean, dude, the goal was fantastic, but I bought out of the bet because I was like, dude, there's no way. There's no way. Wow, as bad as your MLS parlay. Oh, dude. Q, we should have fucking paid out of that bet. I called it in the car. Yeah, because you're an asshole. I'm a contrarian. You're, you're not a contrarian. You just into existence. Yeah. You you fucked me. <laughs> Fuck me right you, now. I'm best by my. I bent you over, and I fucked you. And God did His work, and you lost. You wanna buy my iPad? <laughs> Fuck you, bloody. So. <laughs> Fuck you, bloody. <laughs> Fuck you, bloody. I have to show a video later. It's hilarious. But Lester is one of the few teams that got promoted and won the Premier League. Yeah. Like greatest the, odds in, of in all the, time. The same year. Yeah. Plus no, nah, they were in it for a, a year, uh two or three. I think it was seasons. their second so year. So yeah. Are they the record in terms of team being promoted in the oh, smallest window. Oh, yeah. Within a doubt. Win. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. That's cool. And they're not gonna get relegated or they're in they're, they're in, in, in contention right okay. now. Yeah. They're in nineteenth place. So Hopefully let's run not. it back. And then when they get promoted again, we just hammer, Ride the them. House. hammer them. Yeah, I like that. Take our third mortgage out. Throw it out, <laughs> throw it out Lester. Hell yeah. Uh, we also saw this weekend a snooze fest between Chelsea and Liverpool. 0-0 draw. Very boring. Boo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No comment. Next. Um, we saw a tie in the Coppa Italia between Juventus and Inter. Now, this was interesting because this is the game that... Romo Lukaku ties up the game, does his natural celebration that he always does every game. He salutes, silences the crowd, but he was doing this to the opposing crowd, the Juventus crowd, and um, receives a yellow card. A second yellow gets sent off, but the whole time he's getting screamed at that, you know, he's a. Uh, I'm not gonna say it, but. Yeah, they were making racist. They were making animal noises to him. I couldn't imagine. You can imagine what they were doing. Um, just crazy, man. To to Lukaku, 
and and then it's also crazy to me not not to like make it a race thing, but the person who scored their goal was Quadrava, who is black. So how are you gonna? You have a people on your team who are the same ethnicity or or yeah, or, or or same type of you know color non uh, skin white. color. They're non white. They're not white people. They're black people, and this is how you react. Disgusting, it's the, it's bro. The culture. It's disgusting, and I, FIFA needs to do something about this because it's just like, at this point, dude. They're living in the twentieth century. Exact, dude. It's twenty twenty three, man. Yeah, grow who, up. Who gives Wake a shit? Up. Wake, Wake up! Wake the fuck up! You fucking racist Italian pieces of shit. They just sweat olive oil, and words just start coming out of their mouth. They yeah. don't know what they're saying. Fucking assholes. But uh, that game goes one-one. They're they have a second legger coming up next week. Um, and then yesterday, oh well, today, um, Wednesday, April fifth, we had RB Leipzig, Red Bull Leipzig, defeating Dortmund in the German Cup two-nil. Uh, we saw United side beat Brentford one nothing at home. Um, a West Ham side lose to Newcastle 5-1 at home, which was, dude, it was crazy. Newcastle showcased their potential, what they're possible of doing. Amazing to see. Uh, we saw an El Clasico game between Barcelona and Real Madrid. Real Madrid wound up winning 4-1 aggregate. They won this game 4-0. Benzema with a hat trick. First uh, Clasico win of 2023 for Madrid. Yep. Comes at a perfect time. Yeah, I mean, that's not good for Chelsea. Yeah. They're riding high. Angelotti's got the boys buzzing. Um, And then uh, tonight we have Vancouver versus LAFC. Quarterfinal CONCACAF, which should be pretty fun to watch. 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, Vancouver being home. We talked about Frank Frank Lampard becoming Chelsea's new caretaker. Um, we talked about Brandon Rodgers being sacked after the Villa loss. I wanted to bring up the Premier League sackings. So f- this this far this season, so far this season, we have just to go through them real quick. Um, Scott Parker from Bournemouth, Thomas Tuchel from Chelsea, Bruno Log, Log. Lagi from Wolves, Steven Gerrard from Ashton Villa, Ralph Hassan Hootel from Southampton, Frank Lampard from Everton, Jesse Marsh from Leeds, Nathan Jones from Southampton, Patrick Vieira from Crystal Palace, now new hope head coach Roy um Hodgson. Hodgson, oldest coach in the Premier League history. You could just call How him old? grandma, seventy six. Grandma. Yeah. He's still kicking. He's still kicking. Antonio Conte, Tottenham Hotspurs. Brandon Rogers, Leicester City. Graham Potter, Chelsea. I have 11 if I count it right. I'm not very good. That's 12. At counting with my fingers. That Quick maths. Someone you else got... fingers. Yeah. Someone got sacked. I guess you can consider the Graham Potter leaving Brighton, Brighton. kind yeah. of a departure, but not a sacking. Yeah, not a sacking. He didn't get fired. And uh, possibly David Moyes coming up. Yeah. It's close. It could happen. That's been on the brinks all season. Yeah. But um, 
<clears throat> that's kind of been your weekend week of football talks. To go into some predictions for this weekend, we have Man United taking on Everton. How are we feeling about it? I, I, as a United fan... Are they home? I'm, United's home. I'm a little worrisome, but I, I still think they take care of business. Yeah, I think it'll be 2 nothing United. <clears throat> Sorry, repeat that. Who are they playing? United, Manchester United taking on Everton at home. Man United being home. One nothing, Man U. I'm going to say a 3-1 win. I think uh, United needs a large scoring fixture. I think they probably, maybe they let up early, but I think they're going to get three on the stat sheet this week. I'll revise my score, 2-1. 2-1? Yeah. Um, we have also a pretty decent matchup. Ashton Villa taking on Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest coming off a tie this past week. Um, Villa in a great run of form. Villa in a great one of form. Oh, Nottingham Forest lost the Leeds. I'm sorry about that. I don't like their name. Nottingham? No. Aston Villa? No, I like Aston Villa. I don't like Nottingham Forest, so I'm going to take Aston Villa. Yeah. One My name sucks. One nothing. One nothing. <clears throat> I take Villa 2-0. Uh, um, I'm going to take... Um, I'm going to say 2-1. Two, 2-1 one. Two, one Villa at home. Um, a pretty decent Brentford Newcastle's matchup. Um, one one. I'm looking at this game one one. Hmm. I'm gonna say Brentford losing to United, also tying. Um. Brighton, in the weekend, I'm gonna say. At home, um, I'm gonna say. I still think Newcastle are flying high. I don't see them losing steam. I'm going to say they win 2-1 against Brentford. That's exactly what I go with. All right. We also have a Tottenham-Brighton game going on. I think Brighton have this in the bag. I don't think Tottenham are even ready for what Brighton's about to throw at them. I'm saying Brighton 3-1. I was going to say 3-1 myself. Brighton over who? Tottenham. Yeah, two nothing. Brighton. Yep. Um, Wolves hosting Chelsea. I'll let you go first on this one. It'll be interesting to see what Frank Lampard does. Uh, I definitely think there will be some big switch ups. Kind of go back to the guys that he relied on when he was the full time coach uh, a couple years back. Um. He should definitely play guys with experience. Should should not be giving any chances or you know put out a a team of guys who have been there done that. So hopefully Chelsea can get the job done with a little manager boost. Um, one nothing Chelsea. I'm gonna say Jose Saar. Jose Sa has a good game. I think Chelsea put one away. I think. Wolves also put one away. I think there's going to be a 1-1 draw. I was going to say 1-1, but I'm not going to copy you twice in a row, so I'll say 2-2. There you go. Um, and then uh, Southampton, Man City. I'm going City 4-0. Me too. 3-1. City, I'm guessing? Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then on Sunday, Easter, Leeds versus Palace. Pretty important game for the relegation battle. I think Palace are flying, so are Leeds. I think this ends in a 2-2 draw. I'm going to say 3-2 Palace. 1-0 Palace. Ooh, I like that. And then to end Easter, um, we have Liverpool hosting Arsenal. Should be a really good match. Depending on, you know, who Klopp wants to put in his lineup. Hopefully he wants to defeat the champ. I don't even know what this guy. This guy is very confusing to me. His coaching tactics have swayed immensely throughout the season. Um, I know we said before that between these two teams, it would probably be Arsenal taking a point. I'm going to stick to that. I'm going to say this is another 2-2 draw. Uh, Arsenal win 2-1. 2-1 is what I was, exactly what I was going for. Love it. Hammer that one. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, just a little MLS um, shout outs I want to give. Um, me and Q almost hit a pretty decent parlay. If it wasn't for Brennan. If it wasn't for whoever FC Dallas played. Who were they playing? Dallas tied Portland 1-1. That's what it was. Portland. Who, uh, they've been struggling, and I thought that was the cake. But, uh, DC United taking on Columbus Crew. DC United being home. I'm back in Columbus Crew. Columbus Crew have been flying high. Um, currently raked 7th in the power rankings. Just went up two spots. If you want to do a little parlay. Um, I'm going to take a little five-team parlay. I'm going to take Columbus Crew. Away, FC Dallas against Inter Miami away. Um, FC Dallas right now, pretty pretty doing pretty decent in the league. Um, currently being ranked. Where are they being ranked? Thirteenth um, in the league. Um, Inter Miami having a tough go about it this year, being twenty third in the league. FC Dallas is going to take this game away. Los Angeles, LAFC taking on Austin FC. Austin FC, this is the matchup from the semifinals in the MLS playoffs last year. I think LAFC runs away with it again. New England Revolution taking on struggling CF Montreal. I think New England Revolution take this game. And I think uh, Minnesota United go away to Chicago and they take that game as well. So a little four-game parlay you could put. Be decent odds. Probably really good odds. Probably like plus 800 odds. Um, I'm going to ride with this. Uh, I think the tactic of guessing these games is going well for me. And um, So hop on. Hop on. Hop ride on the train. Us. MLS, baby. It's, it's, it's good stuff. You just got to dedicate your Saturday nights to watching it. Is that a little riff on Rogan? What? His ads lately. It's good stuff. It's, no, no, honestly, no. I, I didn't hear that, no. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about? Or? A la Madrid. A la Madrid. A la Madrid. Nah, let's go. Of the Blues, up Super Frank. He's back. Super Frankie Lampard. Let's go. One last take, babe. What do you got? Real Madrid wins the Champions League. It's tough to back that one up. Um, 
It's the one I wanted. Sorry. It's all right. Um, David Moyes, I hope you keep your job. Hopefully uh, Chelsea doesn't get regulated. Uh, yeah. That would suck. Uh, yeah, regulated. I'm just going to say... Relegated. Regulated. Regulated. <laughs> Bunch of different new laws around them. I need uh, Dortmund to make a push for the title. I think they could... Hopefully, Bayern focus on Champions League. Dortmund will take uh, take mm-hmm. home the Bundesliga this year. Okay. I like it. Well, folks, that's been World Football Talk. Brendan Ward, thank you for coming into the building today. Yeah. Quentin Volpe, as always. Namaste. If you like the episode, you appreciate what we do, subscribe, give us five stars, shout us out on your Instagram, Venmo Facebook. Us. Venmo us. Venmo us. Thousands of dollars. Nature's American Whiskey. We're still looking out for um, sponsorship since we drink your stuff every weekend. Every week. But as always, everyone. And weekend. And weekend. As always, everyone. Every day. (laughs) Every day. Enjoy the weekends. Enjoy the games. We'll be back. We're all football talk, baby. We'll catch you guys later. Peace. Bye.